Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network present the Discover Your Mission series. When I was young, in the 1950s, I attended Catholic Grammar School and I memorized the Baltimore Catechism. In fact, I think I got an A on all of my tests. Um, I faithfully attended Mass each week, not because I wanted to, but because I was afraid if I didn't, I would suffer eternal damnation. I followed all the rules. I followed my Catholic faith um, faithfully. But it wasn't until I became a wife and a mother and I began to try and pass my faith on to my children that I realized that everything I knew about Jesus was memorized doctrine. I can't even share with you how I was so wrote in my faith. And I was attending this, but I was not present. I was a good man, I was a good father, I was instilling the sacraments into my family. Uh, I was definitely not intentional, I was stuck broke in my faith. But what kind of strength did he have? Jackie did not just have a strength of body or baseball skill. He had a strength inside of his spirit, a courageous, meekness that empowered him to play the game. And I tell him what is going on with me and he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. I think this is like some sort of miracle, dude. And he's like, okay, you know, of course, but I'll believe it when I see it. Honey, you've been trying to quit and you've been saying this and saying that. And I'm a, you know, he, his big line to me is you shouldn't say things <laughs> because I never followed through on them. And so this was, Week after week, month after month, he is looking at me like, this is a miracle. There is no way that you, on your own, could have done this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 16 through 21, St. Paul compares the sacrifice of the Christians to the sacrifice of Israel and then to the sacrifice of the pagans. Paul calls the chalice the blood of Christ and the bread as participation in the body of Christ and then warns his listeners that you cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons at the same time so in other words you need to decide what are you going to participate in are you going to participate in the historic Christian idea of the altar of sacrifice which is in the Eucharist or not. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder joined by my friend Anne DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good morning, or good evening, everybody, I should say. Uh, welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. Uh, just woke up from a nap, which is the reason why it feels like it is morning here. Uh, but no, it is evening in Wisconsin, and uh, we are uh, just so blessed to be here uh, and on a beautiful, another beautiful day here in Wisconsin. So uh, thank you all for joining us on the Sewing Hope Podcast. And uh, Anne, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. You, you put a big smile on my face when you said good morning. I, I just almost laughed out loud because it's like six o'clock here uh, yes. <laughs> in the evening in Philadelphia. So yeah. hi, Bill. Hi yeah. to our guest, Brian. And I know that uh, you'll announce Brian. Yeah, but, uh, we have a wonderful uh, guest with us tonight. His name is Brian Cayley. Uh, and Brian... Uh, is a Catholic blogger. Uh, he is also the founder of The Behold Project, and the blog is thebeholdproject.com. Uh, and it's just a fascinating, it's, it's probably one of the most amazing 
uh, Catholic blogs out there uh, in this blogosphere, I guess is the official term or whatever they call it. Um, so, uh, Brian, welcome to the program, and thank you so much for joining us on Sowing Hope. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we always like to get started with, uh, with, with, the, with the journey of faith. Uh, because uh, on, on this program, because it just is kind of our staple and kind of what we do. So uh, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about your personal journey uh, and, and walk with the Lord um, and, uh, and just, yeah, just share with us a little bit about that. Well, to start at the beginning, I was a cradle Catholic. Uh, my mom had a strong Catholic background. My uh, father was a quite remember what he was at this point but it was definitely not practicing so we had that growing up went to catholic school went to catholic church etc and then it was kind of kind of a lukewarm sort of thing it wasn't a super strong faith because we didn't go like as often as we should have but something happened when i was in high school my father passed away from a cerebral aneurysm when i was in freshman year and I fell to the dark side of things. I was a pseudo satanic wearing black, listening to music. I blasphemed. I did all kinds of not nice things. It was not, not a nice place to be, but that's where I was at the time. But thankfully, eventually that faded away and I became just a full blown atheist when I joined the military at, uh, after my senior year. And didn't have much of a practicing anything for a while. And then I got deployed to Iraq in 2004 by no small coincidence, uh, but, you know, started to feel the pangs of the Lord out in the desert, you know, thinking that there were, you know, maybe there is something to this, mm. you know, talking to different people of different faiths and talking to, uh, to uh, chaplains of uh, the faith and saying, you know, maybe, Maybe there is something to this and I'm just not seeing it. So that really started my journey of faith back, so to speak. Then a couple of years after that, I received a letter from a non-denominational church um, with my dead father's name on it, strangely enough. And I took that as a sign from something somewhere that this was where I wanted to be. And I had to be. So so I did that for a couple of years. I was a non-denominational Catholic, you know, start, started to coming back towards the faith slowly but surely. Then a few years after that, I met my lovely wife, Ruth, who is a Lutheran, uh, strong practicing faith there. So I joined her particular faith, you know, coming ever so closer back to the traditional church. Mm-hmm. And then a few years into that, uh, things just started to get really bad again, and I had a suicide attempt. And that was, I'd hit rock bottom of things, and I cried, and it was at that point I cried out to the Lord, hey, you know, something has to give here, because I'm on the path of destruction again, and things needed to change somewhere. So a few months after that, um, there is a a holy shrine about an hour south of me called the uh, Grotto of Lourdes. It's a replica of the Grotto of Lourdes in uh, France. So in the dead of winter, I drove down there, trudged up there in the ice and snow and threw myself before this large stone cross they have at the top of the hill. And I said, "Okay, Lord, here I am. Make of me what you will, but I don't want to do this anymore. And I swear to both of you, as sure as I am sitting here with this microphone on, something left me that day, and I have not tried to commit suicide since. And a few months after that, I came in contact with a uh, Facebook group called uh, Catholics with Depression. And I re-fell in love with my Catholic faith all over again, just the amount of love and support and the fact that I could tell them everything that's happened and no, you're not crazy. This is part of your journey. And I jumped two feet first back into the Catholic faith, found a lovely church, read all the books I could. I have a rosary. I've adopted a patron in Shade Sarbel Malikov. 
And uh, I started writing the whole project as a sort of a thank you to God saying, you know, this is me giving back, you know, because I understand that. Yes, my mental illness is here. It's part of my definition, but it doesn't define me. And I can show my fellow Catholics the that it's it doesn't have to be this way, that there there is joy to be found and that God and Mother Mary especially love and accept you. And uh, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> it's a great, amazing story, isn't it, Anne? It's just incredible. Oh, my gosh, it is. And, and you and I, Brian, have been uh, social media friends for a while. And so uh, it's, it's a blessing to connect with you here and have you on the podcast. And um, it means so much to me, Bill and Brian, when we can host guests that, uh, that really experience Christ in a special way where they're picked up out of their misery and shown the love of God, because uh, all of us, I think, I think I could be wrong, but I do think all of us have been there at some point, maybe not to an extreme, but all of us have been to a point where we don't feel God's presence in our lives. And we question, you know, why are all these terrible things happening? And why do I feel the way I feel? So it's, it's just a wonderful thing for us to have you on this podcast, because we say we're sowing hope into broken hearts, and that's what sowing hope is all about. So uh, thank you so much for being our guest, Brian. Oh, thanks again for having me. It's a, it's a real joyful thing to be able to share this from a point of view of saying, you know, I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, got the T-shirt. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So um, you said something at the beginning of your story where – um, I think it's, it's a big wake up call to our culture and to all of us who have kids or people who are really in that dark, dark place that there is a decision to be made between evil and good. And I think when you were a teenager, you said that you got to that point where you uh, were going on a path with the evil one. So maybe you could tell us about that as far as like, how did that happen and how did you get out of it? Well, I fell in with the wrong crowd at the uh, Catholic school that I went to, which uh, you would think that would be a strange place to find um, people like that. But uh, yeah, they're more prevalent than uh, you would may think. So it started really there, following in with the wrong crowd and just kind of aping what they were doing, listening to music that wasn't productive and thinking it was okay to blaspheme and rail against God and do not nice things and say not nice things. And that, yes, it, and evil is definitely existing. It is palpable and it's the, nothing good can come of it. it it was just a the proverbial downward spiral and it, it only had one entrance uh, one exit which would be either me in jail or me committing suicide so yeah the, that is definitely a choice that needs to be made for not just teenagers but for all of us that yeah it's evil is attractive it looks good when you're in a certain mindset and but it's just not healthy for you or anyone in your circle. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it, it's so, um, it's so refreshing, um, you know, to, to hear you kind of cut through the, the, the darkness like that. You know, I, 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 I think in a lot of um, circles, when we start talking about, you know, evil, uh, sometimes we, make a whole lot of gray lines you know we, we we like to we like to paint in gray and all different colors and and on on some level it, there is a black and a white you know and 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 we can fall into the trap of uh you know beginning with something small like you like you mentioned like listening to the wrong music you know hanging out with the wrong people uh you know and 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 those little things end up having an impact that, that lasts throughout somebody's life and, and, and even along their journey. You know, if, if we give evil an inch, it takes a yard, right? I mean, that's, that's just how um, Satan works. 
And so, and so it's so refreshing to hear you be able to, you know, on, on, on the recovery end of things, be able to say, all right, look, you know what, there, there, there's going to be a point and there can be a point in your story where, where it, it finally went from dark gray to black, you know, that there's no more white in there. There's no more purity in there. And, and, and I think that, um, you know, that's a very refreshing part of your story. Uh, and, and a very, you know, or at least very, or a refreshing part of your message, I should say, um, for, for us today. Uh, and, and I think uh, the other thing that is so uh, prevalent in your story, Brian, is the, the, the fact that, you know, you, you talk about, you know, mental health. And, you know, uh, your, your, your entire blog is a, uh, you know, the Behold Project is a Catholic mental health ministry. That, you know, that's what it is. And, and maybe if you can talk a little bit about, um, you know, how, how your journey has helped you um, realize that you're, that you're fully Catholic. And, and even though you've had all these twists and turns, um, you know, in your story, uh, the, it, it's okay to have mental health issues and still be a practicing Catholic. Like, that's okay, right? Well, it's definitely the case. Um, I've read several books by several different people that say, you know, it's not only is it okay, but it's something good can come of whatever mental health issue you have going on. You have, I wouldn't say a responsibility, but you have the ability to try to make something better and try to tell it, make it for other people to say, you know, it's it's okay to be depressed. It's okay not to be okay. God still loves you anyway. And um, I personally believe the Blessed Mother in the guise of the uh, Lady of Sorrows is very, very close to the brokenhearted, the ones that feel disenfranchised and the ones that feel like mental health is holding them back from the church. Um, because as our mother, she wants us to feel close to her and close to her son, and point the way to her son and say, you know, this is this is really how it is. Don't don't listen to the evil one. Don't listen to the world. This is how it is. And uh, through my blog, I try to hit that message home because, yeah, there's still so many people that feel lost and disenfranchised and they feel like the church doesn't care about them and nothing could be further from the truth. Yeah, so yeah well you said. said it perfectly. Thank you. Uh, it, it is an issue that's very close to my heart. Um, and I'll admit that it, within my family and even for myself, I mean, I've dealt with uh, these kinds of issues of, you know, feeling the pain of the evil of the world, feeling the pain of certain uh, certain kinds of personalities in the world that make you feel uh, apart from God. You know, we have power, pleasure, and um, I forget what the other P, right? Power pleasure and is it prestige? I don't know. I Those three be, yeah. elements of, of life that people kind of popularity, that's what it is, power, pleasure, and popularity that people uh, try to strive after. And um, if you're a person who um, you've struggled with those kinds of things where you're with people who uh, there is that competition element, you know, and you feel like you're never going to really win with these people. You know, you're never going to win in the world because uh, God's rules are much different than the rules of, of the Lord. Right. And the, the rules of heaven. And until we really turn around and realize that this is not the right way to to care what certain individuals think about us or uh, trying to compete in some way to be uh, popular or prestigious or have some kind of pleasure in our lives uh it's not the way to heaven yeah no no definitely not i actually had this discussion with uh someone the other day on facebook because they had someone with my type of issues uh someone that was quote unquote full of god that was telling them oh well, you just you're just not praying hard enough you need to pray to the holy spirit and everything will be fine and and I told them, uh, it's not quite that simple. Um, I think if it was a matter of faith, uh, we would all be uh, a lot better off because a lot of us have come in faith to Christ and said, you know, take this 
away from me, but for whatever reason that that doesn't happen. And you have to figure if that doesn't happen, that happens for a reason. I mean, even St. Paul had his uh, thingy of the flesh that Jesus wouldn't take away. So if you figure something like that happens, it's for a reason. And that reason being, you know, you have to relay whatever message God is relaying to you and say, you know, it's, it's okay to be like this. You're not heading for condemnation. You're not heading for whatever. It's not a lack of faith. If if anything, it's there to strengthen your faith. No, you said it perfectly. And um, I'm just amazed at your faith. And um, I think we need more people like you who have been there into a very, very, very dark place. Um, I wondered if you could talk more because we do probably have some people listening who might have kids or maybe they themselves are in a dark place and they're tempted to go down more of that evil path where they say, you know, heck with God, heck with faith. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to follow more of a sinful life. And I'm even going to worship the devil instead of worship God because I'm sick and tired of what I see out there. You know what I'm saying? I I know you understand. So if you could have some words of advice there, why is this happening with some young people and even with some older people who are headed down this path of destruction, what happens in their brain and in their spirit that makes them think, you know what, I'm just done. I'm done. Because because evil by its nature is seductive and fits into what the world is offering. The evil says, you know, you're right. The world is messed up. There's nothing you can do about it. You might as well just throw up your hands and say the hell with it but that's not what we're called to do if i could tell parents anything would be get involved with your kids know who they're talking to know what they're doing get involved with what it is culture you know culture their faith life culture whatever it is try because you're going to be the influence that takes that away if you can by all means, try if there's nothing else you can do but try. And if someone is listening to this that is feeling the grip of Satan and saying down the dark, going down the same dark path that I was, I would say just you have the strength to get away from it. And it's a lot better for you and everyone involved in your in your circle and better for your soul on the other side of things just reject satan and all his pomps and works it's all smoke and mirrors he doesn't care about you he doesn't care about your family he doesn't care about your happiness he just wants to drag you down into the into the fire and ice that is hell and it's just not a good thing for you or anybody involved so just take that take that step today if you know if it's a small step that's great just do do something because it's there's destruction is the only thing that awaits you and it's not a good thing yeah i i I love that line i want to print it on a t-shirt i wrote it down on my notes here satan doesn't care about you you know what what a great line what a great line to say because i think uh, a lot of us think, oh, you know, this can be a, tr- you know, sin can be attractive. It can be fun. It can be, you know, those things on the surface, right? It can be that. But at the at the at the bottom line is he doesn't care about you, and and, and the, he's got one thought in mind. He's got your destruction, and I and I absolutely love that. I'm glad you, you know, it, it's so refreshing. Again, it's so refreshing to hear that. Um, you know, come at it, come at it. It's just it's wonderful uh, to be able to hear that and and know that like all right, um, it, you know. There, in a world that has a lot of, you know, uncertainty and, and, and great, and, you know, and, and living with mental health issues, right? Living with diagnosable mental health issues, um, or diagnosed, I should say, mental health issues, uh, y- that, that you can still choose uh, in each moment and in each day, uh, despite, uh, despite your weaknesses, despite your failings, despite the, the health issues that exist, you can still choose good. You can still choose uh, holiness. You can still choose God in all of those circumstances. So, Brian, th- thank you for just you know painting some really <laughs> some really nice uh, lines that are that that are, that are drawn clear for people. Because I think when um, you know, but also compassionately, you know, you you have both of those things. You have the compassion because you've you've understood. A, you know, going through this and, and, you know, understanding that 
that the winding road is going to have ups and it's going to have a lot of downs. And, and those downs um, are, are sometimes what, what really make, uh, make us stronger and able to see God more clearly and also be able to help others up out of those, out of those pits. Yeah, very much so. And uh, the pit is uh, definitely a great way to describe it because you will not know just how far down you are until you're actually up out of that and you look back at it and you go, wow, that was really me at one point. So I've I've done things I was not proud of. The first confession I went to after, after that was, uh, oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just let it all out and I said, yes, this is this is what I did. I'm not proud of it, but I need to confess it. And uh, mm. that's the wonderful thing is that you cannot comprehend God's mercy for you. If you are willing to say, you know what, I reject these things and I want to come back. You know, God's mercy is infinite. All you need to do is just reach out for it and it's right there and you can say, Ah, I feel much better. I confessed all that. I've been uh, absolved from my sins. I'm going to go do my penance, whatever that may be, and can start on a different road of life. And that's that's a very important thing for uh, your listeners, I think, to uh, to uh, realize. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. Honestly, you know, you're helping me personally. I think we're all all the time. I don't care how much faith somebody has. I don't care if they go to daily mass all the time or say the rosary. We're all tempted to um, sometimes give up and say, you know, I prayed and prayed and nothing happened. Right. Or why isn't God listening to me? You know, so it, it can happen to the best of us. It really can. It, it uh, not just teenagers, not just people who are on drugs or, or doing certain things that are really away from their faith. Right. I mean, so I think it's, it's a good wake up call for all of us to say, you know, evil exists and there's going to be a temptation to give up. There's going to be a temptation to do things that are wrong. So um, I, I, I just commend you again, as Bill said, that you're able to talk about it and, and minister. Um, so maybe just for us to become more educated on all of this. Uh, what's going on in the head of somebody who really is in an evil place? Uh, is it what is going on in their head where they're completely turning away from everything that they know is good and just saying, you know, I don't care. I'm going this way. I don't want to pray. I don't want to go to church and I don't really care about God or my faith anymore. Well, in addition to not caring about you, Satan is also a bully. He is, if you have those thoughts that, oh, I don't want to pray anymore, I don't want to, I don't want to, he's going to seize on that and be like, yeah, you're right, you don't want to. And he's going to kick you while you're down. He's going to say, yeah, your prayers are for naught. God doesn't care about you. He's just going to keep lying and heaping lies upon lies until uh, they become your personal truth. Because <laughs> as the old saying goes, you tell a lie long enough, people start to believe it, right? That's kind of what happens in the spiritual sense. You start believing that these lies, these untruths, and these half-truths are your reality, and they become your reality. And you don't. And at the time, you don't see any other way out of it because you look at uh, believers and people that are practicing the faith, and you're like, "Yeah, been there, done that," and. You know, there it's all for naught. You're gonna, you're going to end up like me someday, and blah blah blah. And it's, uh, like I said, it's just not a good place to be. And it comes from a place usually of hurts, usually a place of uh, just hate of whatever reason, hurt from something. You know, Saint, Satan is the biggest bully in re, in the history of reality. He will seize on any little foothold that you have, and just keep kicking at it until something happens. Yeah, no, that is, that is so, so true. I, I got a question for you. Cause I think this is a, a place that uh, leads people into evil and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I know even for mm -hmm. myself, when I've been tempted to say, why did you not answer that 
prayer, a lot of it has to do with something that happened where some kind of bully in our own lives, it could have been somebody else, it could be a relative, somebody at school, somebody you worked with, it could even be somebody in the church, I hate to say it, it could be one of our religious or, or clergy members who said or did something that really, you know, put you back and think, why did that person say or do that to me? Like they had no right to say that. They had no right to do that. Do you think that's a place that leads people into uh, that evil place? I think it does, but maybe you can clarify. Oh, very much so. Um, unforgiveness uh, is uh, what you're looking was looking to hit on there. And yeah, you, you cannot be a child of God, a person of God, if you're not willing to forgive. And I believe Satan will seize upon unforgiveness as well. Because um, for like when my father passed away, I blamed God. And Satan seized upon that and said, you're right. Don't forgive God for what he did. And that became my reality. Mm. And that was just, I couldn't see past that. You know, it took me many, many years later to realize, well, you know, your, your father was smoking, drinking more coffee than he should have. Of course, he was going to, uh, he was taking very poor care of himself. Of course, something was going to happen. It was just a matter of time. You know, God didn't take him that in the literal sense. And it's... Yeah, unforgiveness is definitely something that um, can lead to that. Um, I can't really speak to anybody I know personally that has that particular uh, thing going on. But yeah, I would imagine that would be a huge, huge thing. You have to you have to be able to forgive even even the major slights of life. It might take time, might take it might take energy, might be a you know, because forgiveness is not an overnight thing. It's a, pro you know, it's a process. But I would imagine that, yeah, that would definitely be the case. Mm. Good stuff. Uh, Brian, I, I, I kind of want to ask you as well um, about, you know, about, about your ministry. Uh, because, because, you know, the, this, uh, this ministry you have, the Behold Project, uh, which... The, the the blog and website thebeholdproject.com uh, for people who are uh, wanting to read it uh, it really uh, it first of all it just turned a year old right it's it just a year old um, yeah we we just had a birthday on September first so there was birthday cake yay <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah, that's so good, good. Uh, but it, but it really is an amazing uh, blog I, I mean I think it's one of the best blogs out there on uh, on the uh, blogosphere, right? Uh, the, you know, Catholic blogosphere. Uh, and just talk with us a little bit about, you know, this ministry. And I mean, there's so many great articles and there's some great resources, um, you know, and, and, you know, just talk about the community. It really is a community uh, for people to uh, come and um, experience the, the love of God uh, through, um, through those, uh, if you're suffering with a mental health issue. Well, the, the idea came to me a year and a couple of months ago while I was in Eucharistic Adoration, strangely enough. Uh, I credit Mother Mary with uh, giving me the name for it because I'm not clever enough to come up with it myself. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, it was definitely me trying to give back to things and saying and trying to give my particular message of peace, hope, love, etc. out to the world. Uh, admittedly, I am not the most prolific writer. Um, I still got a lot of work to do there, but you know, I do my best. Um, I have uh, a team of writers and a team of uh, cheerleaders in the background that are saying, yeah, you know, this is good stuff. And uh, yeah, we just, anything in particular that we think can be helpful even if it's uh, something like um, something about like the miracle of Fatima that, uh, that happened a couple of months ago. I wrote a nice piece about that. Or uh, I wrote a piece about my patron, uh, St. Cherbell, uh, that was uh, posted on uh, one of my friend's pages. Um, that, yeah, pretty much anything that 
comes to mind um, that I think would be uh, a good piece to write. Uh, I'm, my, I'm my harshest critic. I'm like, no, that's not a good idea. Nah, no, oh, this is a good idea. And thankfully I have my uh, lovely wife Ruth's support. Uh, she's in the other room, she can't hear me, but she knows I love her to death and I have her support and uh, I couldn't do it without her. So uh, yeah, that's a beautiful thing too. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I want to share just a little bit from your about us page for people. Um, if you don't mind, just want to share a little bit Please from, do yeah, go for from, it. from that, because I think people out there um, that are listening to this, you know, the Holy Spirit makes divine appointments. So just uh, if you're if you're listening to this, just listen to a little bit of the um, the what what this is all about. Um, so first of all, it says uh, we're a growing group of Christians that have come to create uh, together to create a community. We'll be sharing blogs, testimonies, and anything else that can bring inspiration and hope to others. At the heart of our ministry is the goal of providing a voice to Christians suffering from mental health issues. Uh, and then it goes on to say, of course, that uh, we do not provide professional resources. We are not an official uh, support group. But none of the content presented here should be used to, uh, you know, for, to form a diagnosis. Only uh, medical professional can do those things. But uh, what's, what's beautiful is that you're focusing on the uh, inspiration and and focusing on the brokenness, right? I, I missed that one line there. This community was founded on the premise that God loves you in your brokenness. He is always there to offer his peace and joy. Although this is a mainly Catholic Christian site, all are welcome here to share and express their opinions. And so that you know, this is such a beautiful ministry because you are really actually ministering through this through this work, you know, through through presenting the blogs and the testimonies and inspirational uh, hope to others that, that you give, you're you're really doing ministry and and entering into people's lives when they need it uh, and where they need it most. You know, uh, I, again, um, you know, if you need professional help, everybody is going to tell you, including us, to get professional help. Um, you know, but but man, we all need that uh, food along the journey. We all need the food along the journey, and that's really what. Uh, strikes me so beautifully about this about this blog oh well thanks very much uh yeah but to to uh, hit on what you said earlier yes uh only a professional can make a mental health diagnosis please do not let anyone else tell you otherwise um if you need medication take it as prescribed if uh you need counseling or uh, actual therapy please go to it use every advantage that God has given you because God has put those people at your beck and call, so to speak, for a reason. If you need it, go to it. Um, I would be a much different person today if I did not have my therapist and my uh, medication uh, regimen. I probably wouldn't be able to sit here and talk to you rationally without it. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, def definitely uh, want to stress that to your listeners. Thank you so much. You know, you are really amazing. And um, it's all about getting out of the darkness and going toward the light, which is Christ, which is our faith. And it, it's so beautiful to hear that your, your Catholic faith has brought so much healing into your life. And then you're able to help other people. Because, you know, I do say, just like I said, kind of a little while ago, um, I do think all of us are faced with choices every single day uh, about really believing that God is with us, really believing that uh, he cares, really believing that goodness is better than evil, right? Um, so I think that's really what you're all about and what your blog is all about. So um, I wondered if uh, somebody's listening who is kind of uh, going through some dark times, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic i hope soon i don't know yeah. right and i know you don't know either um and maybe that's led people into kind of a, a not a great place do you have any words of advice to them who may be people of faith and thinking you know what i pray all the time i try real hard but you know what god's not doing anything would you have any words of advice to them well, I can tell them that God is indeed moving in their lives, and God does answer prayer, even if it's not necessarily the answer that you're looking for at the time. And God moves in his own time and his own place, and your prayers will be answered in one way or another. 
Um, if you're in a dark place because of the pandemic, uh, yeah, that's uh, it's very much understandable. Um, reach out to somebody if you need to. Um, you know, we're all in this together. Um, a lot of us are in a dark place because of the pandemic, and, but if there are plenty of opportunities, plenty of uh, resources at your disposal, um, if you really need to talk to somebody, you know, go, you know, even if it's something, even if it's something simple as uh, a, you know, get, getting together with some friends offline, just being like, ah, man, <laughs> you know, anything, anything is better than just worrying and letting that feed off of each other and just uh, going into that dark place, you know, just uh, as uh, the New Testament says, don't even give the devil a foothold, don't, not even just that little bitty bit, just do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, you hear something like, uh, I know we've all heard this, you know, that whole power of positive thinking. And, you know, I do believe some of that is true. I mean, you, you, we have to look at sort of that positive side, look at the sunlight and, and believe in something good. But the question is, who is that good? What is that good? And that's where our faith really comes in. I think you probably agree with me there, Brian. I see a nod in your head yeah, yeah. <laughs> on our Zoom call here. Yeah, um, discernment is uh, definitely important. Yeah, yeah. So how about for um, parents, too? Um, you got a kid who's a teenager, and you see those signs of, like you said, of darkness, what would be those next steps to that parent who's trying to say, you know what, my kid doesn't have any faith, uh, doesn't go to church, doesn't pray, and is hanging out with all these people who are really not a good influence? What's next? Um, personally, um, if I if I was in those shoes, I would go to a priest or spiritual director and get some get some advice, get some uh, feedback first. And just try to intervene in the child's life, you know, try to be the light in their life, lead them away from all that. Try to try your best to say, you know, I, I see this is a this is a path you're going on. Um, can you know, can we talk about it? You know, where is this coming from? You know, try to understand the uh, the mindset, because like I said, it all starts up there with the you know, that that is their reality, that this darkness, is, they can't see past it or through it. And yeah. just try to see where things are coming from and try to see what you can do to dispel that particular mindset. Try to see what you can do to just break through that and say, you know, if, if you're hurting, it's okay to hurt. If you're, if there's something you hate, let's talk about it. If there's something that I'm doing as a parent, that's, driving you away let's let's talk about it you know this, it, you you have that uh again i don't want to say responsibility uh, as a parent but you have that you have that ability to be the driving force in that child's life and say you know this is you know i i have to do something about this or something very bad's going to happen to my child yeah. so yeah and what you, a beautiful way yeah that's beautiful so nice uh so nicely said and uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it that, um, that, that maybe we go through in our, in our lives too, I think is asking questions, you know, verse and, and listening first versus, versus, um, you know, being, uh, very harsh or judgmental. I think that goes with anybody. And maybe Brian, you can talk about this too, because I know, um, your, your wife, Ruth has really helped you through uh you know many many of the dark times you've had and so and so for support people that are around you right like you know like, like you you just know uh that you can't do it without them and the importance of of being able to even give back to them uh on the road to healing is is also important too um but yeah but those support people how important how important is it for for those and for that to be recognized as well it's darn near essential um without uh, i i tell people because it's the absolute truth without ruth i would be lost because she can explain things to me in a way that i understand them and she's very loving she's very tender but she's also very uh 
how to say this uh she can also put her foot down and she say no this is bad behavior coming from you and um it's gonna stop and um i need that i need to be told you know that you're you're regressing to something that i don't want to be married to and this is this this is where not where we want to be this is where we want to be we we talked about this and um i think um I can't say everybody needs that because everybody's story and personality are different, but I think everybody needs that one person that's willing to level with uh, level with you and say, you know what, this is not, this isn't the way it should be. You know, this is the, you're better than this for lack of a better term. And uh, this is, we're, we're going to, we're going to move past this. We're going to do better. We're going to uh, move to a place where we want to be. Yeah, I love that. I love the fact that you said, yeah, it's tender, it's loving, all of that great stuff, but it's also somebody who's real honest and and is able to put their foot down uh, and and speak to you in an honest way uh, because we all need that. I think, you know, that's really what love is about. It's not just all the fun stuff and all the happy stuff. It's being able to be uh, very honest with someone uh, in, in, a, in a kind way, but being very honest. Uh, because, you know, let's face it, and I'm sure that you who have been down an evil path in your life, as many of us have, uh, that holding on to our faith isn't always an easy thing. You know, when we see uh, certain things happening in inside of us and outside of us, right? Um, it's definitely it's definitely a challenge. A challenge, um, yes. Yeah, I've had um, uh, discussions on Facebook about this that. You know, because I've had people ask me, how can you hold on to your faith when this is going on, this is going on, and you you talk to people that are not Christian, not believers, and you're friends with them. How can your faith hold through that? And, and my answer to them was, well, I've cultivated my faith, and I am I am at a place where, yes, I'm a mar- I am a worthless sinner that's worthy of hell, but I have a savior that says to me. You know, I understand where you're coming from, but I but I've asked for you to come home and you have and you're doing what I'm asking you to do. And my job as a as a Catholic Christian is to not because I had this discussion as well. We're not we're not supposed to beat people over the head with the word by any means. (laughs) You know, we're supposed to cultivate that in the spirit of truth and love and say, hey, if you if you want to talk about the faith, that's great, you know, because. Um, the, the angels in heaven throw away, throw a huge party whenever a sinner comes home type thing. And I believe, I believe that with the fullness of my being. And one of these days, someone's going to take me up on my offer. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Hey, tell us again, as we're like 10 minutes out from the end, somebody wants to read your blog again, repeat where they can find it. Yeah. It's at thebeholdproject.com. It's, uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me um, haven't written any entries in it lately but it will be back sooner rather than later yeah that's that's awesome that's so great so you know here we are kind of coming out of this pandemic what's going to be happening for you next anything in the works for the next uh, few months or the next year that you have ideas about well um i actually had a seed that was planted in me over the course of the uh pandemic um, and we, uh, we had, there's a challenge going around on Facebook called the, uh, denounce white supremacy challenge, you know, that came out of the debate. I'm not going to touch that particular item with a 10 foot pole. This, this is not a political forum, but <clears throat> I had certain people that came on there and, uh, in the spirit of saying that they were full of God and just berating and being not nice to people and being uncharitable. And I said, well, something about this isn't right so i am proposing a new challenge called the swords to plowshares challenge it is the promise not to beat people over the head with the good book and instead to uh be talking about god in the spirit of love and truth because that's what we're called to do love one another um, so I might be writing a few blog entries about that because I've, that's a subject I feel strongly about because I think if somebody told me 
back in the day that, oh, well, you can't come back out from what you're doing. You're going to hell, blah. You know, I would be living a very different path than what I would be right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Wow. I mean, that's a great challenge. I mean, it's a great challenge for everybody to uh, begin, um, you know, looking at right now in their lives because, uh, you know, we, we have to have compassion. We have to have compassion and we have to have um, charity in everything we do, you know, complete charity and, and love in everything we do. And as you're right, you know, taking, uh, you know, a catechism or a Bible, I mean, we say this on the program all the time, right? <laughs> you know, we, we, this is not about throwing a catechism, you know, at 100 miles an hour at you, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, this is not what we're doing. Um, and, and, and I'm glad to see that, that you recognize that as well. Uh, because, because yes, the, the cat, we believe, you know, in the beauty and truth of everything that the Catholic Church teaches, but, uh, we also recognize that there is a time, there is a place, there is a way, uh, to reveal that truth that is unique to almost every situation, and, um, it, 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 it is not, um, tearing down people, it is building up people, uh, and so, and so I, you commend you. Uh, I'll I'll take you up on your challenge whenever you issue it. I think it's a great, I think it's a great challenge. Uh, you know, I, I remember that ice bucket challenge. As long as it doesn't have to do anything with ice buckets, uh, I'll 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 be happy to. Oh, no, you're it. good. <laughs> All right, good, good. Yeah, that that's incredible, Brian. Thank you so much. And you know, there's so many people who are dealing with, as you address so often in your writing, uh, mental health challenges. Right? I mean, uh, everybody's. Uh, has some kind of a challenge, whether it be uh, something that's been diagnosed, or maybe it's just that negative attitude that every day you wake up and think, you know, what's good about it, or the temptation to do things that are just against really what we believe in just to get away from uh, the, 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 the suffering that we go through sometimes. Um, so I just commend you on what you're doing, because you're making a great outreach to people who are away from their faith and who are being challenged. On that note, do you have any words of advice to people who might be listening right now and thinking, you know what, I am being challenged right now. I don't feel close to God and I just don't know what to do next. What kind of words of advice would, might you have for them who are um, feeling that, that, that sense of despair? Well, um, all I can say is if you are being challenged in your faith, see it through the best you can. See what is holding you back from your faith and tackle it head on. If it's unforgiveness, do what you can to forgive that person. If it's hatred for a particular person or persons, you know, try to see past that. If you're hurting inside, work to work to try to heal that hurt. <laughs> you know, just, God gave you every single opportunity and item at your disposal to try to move past what you're doing now how can i put this my therapist once told me don't believe the old phrase god doesn't give you more than you can handle that's not true god gives you more than what you can handle so you reach out to him and reach out to other people and reach out to other resources and try to expand your horizons and try to expand you as a person so so go out challenge yourself and go after what it is you're supposed to be going after, whatever that is. And promise you, whatever challenge God has given you, if he has given you a challenge, he's given you what you need to accomplish it and you will be a better person for getting through it. I love that. That's the first time I've ever heard that refute of God won't give you more than you can handle. Because you're right. I think sometimes God gives us so much. We think, oh, my goodness, you know, I can't handle all this. I just can't. And and so it's a good way to think about it that God, I think God helps us to realize that we need him. And, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Sometimes I think all of us want to try to do all the things we need to do for our lives, like, say, for work or home or with the kids, do it all on our own. Sometimes we need somebody to help. And I don't think that any of us should be ashamed to ask for it when we need it. 
No, no, definitely not. Uh, that's usually uh, the first step of any great uh, change process is to ask for help and ask for, hey, what could I be doing differently? What could I be doing better? Don't don't assume that everybody wants to help you, but they're just not. You know, they're most people. They're waiting for you to say, hey, I need the help. Uh, please, I need something here. You know, it's it's uh, it's definitely the first step to a lot of great processes. I would I think. I think you're so right because I think about even like at church and things like that. Um, when people when people find out that this person or this family needs something, it's because somebody spoke up. It's not because they noticed that this family was in need. It's because somebody from the family or a neighbor or someone said, "Hey." this family down the street or this family at our church or this person uh, can't is having a hard time with something. Yeah. So people need to know that. I think that's a great point. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, excuse me. Yeah. A lot of great, a lot of great points made on uh, all counts here. Uh, I've um, I'm very surprised. It's the first time you've heard uh God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Be refuted. Uh, that's. But yeah, no, I, no. I'm, 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 glad. I'm glad I can, I'm glad I could plant that seed in your brain because yeah, that's uh, I, I believe that to be a truth. God wants you to reach out and to grow as a person. Yeah. And, no, and, no. Thank you so much. You're right. Uh, I guess I've been sheltered a little bit on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I think but, I, I think there's a lot of listeners out there that haven't heard that for you know <laughs> haven't heard that either. So it's a great it's a great truth to be spoken. But Brian, I want to thank you so much uh, for your time, and we have to have you back on because you just got so much wisdom. You're such a uh, you know a phenomenal person, and you have a uh, you know a, a wonderful ministry. Again, uh, folks, please check out uh, the Behold Project. Dot com. But Brian, thank you so much uh, for being here and, and sharing your story and just uh, sharing sharing your ministry. It, it's it, it's a true joy and blessing. Oh well, thanks very much. Uh, always a pleasure uh, uh, talking to you, Bill, and uh, uh, very lovely to meet you, Anne. Oh, so same to you, and especially since, as I mentioned at the beginning, we've been social media friends for a while, and it's nice to finally be able to meet you and have this podcast. And Bill, I always thank you too. We have great podcasts every week. And just a reminder to our listeners that we're here every Tuesday, 9 a.m. and every Thursday at 6 p.m. on Sewing Hope. And you can also subscribe to this podcast and listen to some of our other podcasts at Patchwork Heart Ministry on YouTube. And it's also on Podbean. And Bill, I believe it's also on Apple Podcasts and some of the other uh, podcasting outlets. Yep. Anywhere podcasts can be found folks. Uh, there we are. All you need to do is search for patchwork heart radio and you will get our lineup of all of our podcasts on, uh, social, uh, media and whatnot. So please, uh, check it out. Also don't hesitate to visit our website, patchworkheart.org, uh, where you will be able to also get a, uh, copy of the fearless scriptural rosary for these, uh, times that we're living in. But until next time, from all of us at Patchwork Heart Ministry, the St. Raymond Anatas Foundation, and Fiat Ministry Network, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or Andy Santos, too.